Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Welcome to the Hour of Deliverance. Now, I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes, and today we're going to deal with, I would not have you ignorant. Now, there are, I brought the paper so I wouldn't forget, but there are several times in the New Testament that God says to us, I would not have you ignorant, or I would not that you be ignorant. And I think almost every time he says, brethren. So that for what he's talking about, he's not talking to the heathen. And uh, let's look. Let's see. In 1 Corinthians, oh, in Romans 10.3, he says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, I want us to commit ourselves to the righteousness of God. And you do know that Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. And I actually, I want to go to that. But you go to that Romans eleven twenty five and read the context of it. If I go there, then the whole hour, our hour of deliverance is going to be on that. And I really want to land on 1 Corinthians 12, 1. But I want you to see a point here that there are several times God says in his word. Now we know this is the Apostle Paul that he gave to wrote, write most of this, but it is God's word and his word is truth. There are several times God says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, or I would not have you ignorant, brethren. And yet, when you look at each of those subjects, they are subjects that we are not only ignorant today in the body of Christ and in the kingdom of God, but have been for hundreds of years. And so I want to, uh, that's why I want to read it to you before I land where I want to land. But I want us to start. I want us to start on, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. So understand the contrast that he's giving here is that if you're ignorant of the mystery that he's talking about and you want to go back there and see what he's talking about, but he says, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. What happens when we're ignorant of the things that God says that he wouldn't have us to be ignorant? We think we're wise but we're in our own conceit. I really want to get that across because he's not talking about the heathen. We know the heathen uh, have cults and occults and misunderstandings. And remember last week I talked about understandings and misunderstandings. I wanted to continue that because there are seven different aspects of that in the word of God. But I, and, and actually this is one of them. I would not have you to be ignorant. 
Please understand, this is the body of Christ. This is the church of the living God. This is those who know the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him right now, leader or otherwise, just right now, give yourself over to him. Just, God, I, I thank you. I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. I believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe Jesus walked the earth fully God and fully man. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus rose and ascended on the third day. I believe that Jesus is coming back again to receive us to himself. Now, if you confess that, and confession isn't just that you said it out of your mouth, although the word does say, confess with your mouth, we so concentrate on saying it out of your mouth, and yes, but he's talking about a confession, that this is something that you live, this is something that you swear by, that you go by. If you meant that, then you, the Holy Ghost, just birthed you into the family of God. And when you read that scripture that says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, that's what he's talking about. The same way that God gave us the, the understanding that a baby being naturally born into the earth, that the water, it, the, it's carried and nurtured uh, in that sack of water, but when it's time to be birthed into the earth, the water breaks and that there's that ushering, there's that, that is a, an understanding of how the Holy Spirit births us into the body of Christ, births us, okay? That's different than adoption, okay? Um, several things, I, I want to go into all of those things, but I want to stick with the things that God said ignorant. But please understand, we're not to be ignorant. And there's some very specific things that God wouldn't have us to be ignorant about. And unfortunately, those are some very specific things that we are ignorant about. And worse than that, wise in our own conceits. There's books and commentaries and all kinds of teaching on things. I particularly am very leery about that because there are people that are better than me, wiser than me, more degrees than me. And yet, and yet, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, it's not knowledge, it's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's Romans 10.3. And then Romans 11.25, he says, for I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye be wise in your own conceits. And again, go back and see what mystery he's talking about. So there's one thing you'll see. When you go back and see, you'll, you'll understand there's so many doctrines, we're ignorant. There's so many teachings, we're wise, but in our own conceits. But look what he says. That blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. You hear me a lot that we can't take Israel's promises. Oh, we can move in on being part of the heritage of Abram, Abraham because God gave that. But we can't take away Israel's promises. And many of the best of commentaries do that on some scripture. 
being wise in our own conceits. So in 1 Corinthians 10, 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. That's one of the nine baptisms mentioned in the New Testament. And most of us only know one, two, maybe three baptisms in the New Testament. And this one, we most of us don't know. And yet he says, I would not... <laughs> More, moreover, more than this, brethren, than the things I just had to say, I would not, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Don't want you ignorant about that. Most of us are. Most of us. We want to call ourselves New Testament saints and we're mostly ignorant of that. An Old Testament reference in the New Testament we don't know how we're wise in our own conceits, even in that phraseology of being a New Testament saint. And then he says, here's where I want to land today, 12.1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now in case I don't land on it, I will let you know that the word gifts is not in the Greek there. So that if you're looking in King James, for instance, it's italicized. The words that are italicized are not in the original text. It's to make the English flow. And that's probably true for you if you're reading Spanish or French or Italian or, okay? It says, now concerning spirituals, brethren, and spirituals is plural, I would not have you ignorant. And because that's where I want to land, I will tell you now that the whole subject of spirituals that we're not to be ignorant about is chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, the one subject, spirituals. But how many things now? We have one, two, three, four. I, and he says in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 38, now that's part of the subject of spirituals, but he says, if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Because there's another scripture that lets us know that you don't want to to go into debate over things because it creates more vain, did you hear? Vain janglings. Just yada, 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 over and over, round and around. And it doesn't produce the righteousness of God. I, 2 Corinthians one eighteen. pardon me, one eight. For I would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch as we despaired even of life. We're so busy rebuking the devil that we don't even understand how it can even happen of an apostle of apostles that something that its purpose can be prevented or that we can be pressed out of measure most of us don't even know how to be how it is to handle it when we're pressed within measure above strength in so much as we despaired even of life we we don't know trials to that extent some of us do and yet we're ignorant of the word on how to come through these things 
we're so busy rebuking them. And in First Thessalonians 4.13, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren. Here again, I want you to understand, he's not talking about the heathen. Concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now we read that a lot concerning communion, a lot of us do, but I would not have you ignorant. God would not, there are some very specific things that God would not have us ignorant about. Hebrews 5.2, who have compassion, pardon me, Hebrews 5.2, who can have compassion on the ignorant. See, have compassion on the ignorant, on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. I'd love to go there today. You go there and you read and see what he's talking about. And then Peter wrote, God gave Peter to write, but remember, this is the word of God, word of truth. For this they willingly are ignorant of. Now this is willful ignorance. I do a whole course on that. That they by the word of God, that by the word of God, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water and go on to see the rest of what that scripture says. And when you look at wisdom, you understand God wants us to have wisdom and you understand wisdom goes before or, or when the foundation of the earth is laid before even we were created. So wisdom will take you into things that are beyond human understanding. Wisdom will take you there so that we need not be ignorant. Second Peter 3.8 But beloved, now understand, not just brethren, before we were talking about brethren so that we understand we're not talking about the heathen. When we look at the things we're so ignorant about, we generally want to talk, uh, we talk as if it's the heathen. But it's us, the kingdom of God, the body of Christ, the church of the living God that he's talking to. And here he says, beloved, that's God talking tender to us. Be not ignorant of this one thing. That the day, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. For the things that God has been showing me about understanding and misunderstanding, uh, it's, oh, I'll put it this way, God will deal with me about it, but it's almost discouraging because I do understand that, that when God corrects a thing, many times it's generations, and I'm only me here in the earth at the time I'm in the earth. You're only you at the time that you're in the earth. And most of us don't realize that when we're the excellent of the excellent, men of valor, women of valor, uh, uh, the, the royal. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Priesthood, we don't realize it. Not only are we living a legacy, not only are we a legacy, but we are causing things to be in generations. We are establishing things in our generations. Most of us are so busy living our lives that we're kind of ignorant of that. And because this is something that God has dealt with me with from within hours after I came to know Jesus Christ, I I looked when what he's been revealing to me lately about understanding and misunderstanding. And I thought, ah, oh, Lord, I, I want to see you in my day. But um, because of really understanding that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. One of the aspects of understanding that is that when God gives you a thing and he says evening and morning, he's establishing a new day, a new chronology, a new time and timing. And it can be for the specific arena, the specific understanding, the specific knowledge. God will give you the revelation of that as he, as he talks to you and as he puts things in your heart. And even that, don't be ignorant of that. Look at Ezra and Nehemiah. One, God laid things on his heart. The other, God told him. And most of the time in the body of Christ, we want God to deal with somebody else the way he dealt with us. If God talks to you, we want God to, to talk to everybody. I know I'm like that. But other people, if God lays things on your heart, my husband was like that, then we want to know what God put in your heart. And we don't give as much value to what God said to you. So we want to look. I would not have you to be ignorant. And I don't, I would not have you to be ignorant. Me in particular, Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes. And because I also don't want, I'm talking to people of excellence. I'm talking to the, the royal priesthood. I'm talking about men and women of valor. And while those are Old Testament terms, men and women of valor, you want to understand that so that when he talks royal priesthood, you understand royalty and you understand priesthood. And you understand that when God has put the two together, what he's talking about. And you'll understand that those are people who go through very like what what is written here about being pressed out of measure. Where was that? That was Romans. Was that one? Okay, I'm not seeing it quick enough. But huh, to despair even of life. And that's not talking about committing suicide. That means that your trial can press to that point. That you actually walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You want to know how you come through that. And Romans also does tell us through you know, 
that there's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. Not trial, not tribulation. Get to know that scripture. So that it doesn't sound like I'm fussing with you. I'm going to read a poem that God gave me. And I I rewrote it uh, in the 90s or the 2000s. But he gave it to me way back in 1969. And by the way, when he gave it to me, he was talking to me. That God deals with me first with me very often. And then shows me that that's for all my people. And what he said to me, I'm saying to you, because he did let me know, this is for all my people. But you are blessed and anointed of God. Now, sometimes this broadcast comes on with me giving this to you with music in the background. The reason why the music is because God gave music to cause things to reach right to your soul and right to your spirit so that you can't argue with it. And we know that in the world about music, music will take you places and cause things to rise up in you before you even have reason. Now, we mostly know that about ungodly things. I want us to know it about godly things. God's the one who ordained music to bypass the intellect, to bypass the understanding, and minister to your spirit and to your soul, to make adjustment in your soul. And you want to know that about the music that you listen to. I wouldn't have you be ignorant about that. But right now, I want to read to you so that when I take you to the things that we are ignorant about in 1 Corinthians 12 and remember the whole subject is 12, 13, 14 I'm not fussing you are blessed and anointed of God you are ablaze with the glory of God God has blessed the work of your hands and you walk in favor with God and man you think from the word and you make wise moves you are blessed and excel in all that you do. You always attract people of wisdom and an excellent spirit. You engage in transactions and situations of vast, excellent, and lasting merit. You are occupied with people and endeavors on a plane of timely, immediate, high, and positive return in the internal, the external, and the eternal realm, in the temporal, the celestial, the natural and spiritual, personal, interpersonal, community, national and global. You move in all that pertains to life and godliness, according to the promises of God in all of their fullness. You are continuously and profoundly supplied in time, resources, wisdom and health, in favor and finance and all manner of wealth in revelation and vision of, of things present and things to come, in the knowledge and understanding and the zeal of the Holy One. You were called to his glory, his virtue and his praise. You are elected to his power, his loving kindness and his grace. You are clothed with humility. You are prudent in matters, blessed and anointed, highly favored and appointed. You are full of the word of God and its demonstration. God has appointed your going out and your coming in. 
He has ordained that your very life exemplify him. You are blessed and anointed of God. You are ablaze with the glory of God. You are Christ-centered, word-steeped, spirit-led, a vessel of honor. Righteousness, justice, and holiness unto the Lord is the mark of your call. Through the resurrection power and in the glory of God, you will fulfill all. You, you are blessed and anointed of God. You are ablaze with the glory of God. Now, God said that to me personally, and and let me steep on that for so long, and then he let me know it's to his people, and it's for you. And he let me know that, and still lets me know, that it's to you, men and women of valor. Even though you go through, you go through when you, ah, I, I, I could take time with that. And if you would like me to send that to you, and I will probably send it to you with the music so that it goes straight to your spirit and soul. Because there's, and there's, all of this is scripture. Every line is, is from scripture, the word of truth. But so that you don't challenge any of it, so that you don't question any of it, but let the word of God minister to your spirit. I will give it to you with the music. But you want to, to email me, revholmes at revholmes.com and put in the subject line, blessed and anointed. And I'll know that that's what you want me to send. So we're going to look at, uh, let's see if I can still have it up. I would not have you ignorant. Now that, by the way, is a whole course. And somebody said to me the other day when they were wanting to know, I do the course on different levels. There's a, a overview course, which is free, which you you'll probably won't get to the whole thing today. And then there's a $3,000 course and there's a $400 course. And that's giving it to you on different levels. And that ha- that has to do with what you do with it and how you receive it. And so... I would not have you ignorant. The gifts of the Spirit, the administrations of the Lord, and the operations of God. That's the three aspects of the subject of spirituals. And we generally in the body of Christ, for at least the time that I've been saved, um, over 50 years, well, I'm not counting, for at least that time across various denominations, we teach the gifts of the spirit and then across denominations we teach it certain ways remember that wise in our own conceits and again within the body of Christ and I'm always mentioning that we the righteous are never trying to be unrighteous we're never trying to be wrong about anything and I think of how when I when I first entered the ministry and I was so sure of the things that God requires in marriage that only a saved person could live up to that stuff. And so I would only marry you if you were, and I mean perform the service, if you were saved. Now, while God taught me later that yes, you can marry people who do not know me, 
But back in those days, God let my, he didn't address my ignorance right away. That's something that I've noticed about God, that ignorance can go on for generations, get getting to its fullness to the point that it can even get corrected. And then there's some other aspects that God brings in understandings so that when the correction comes, we say yes, we give him our yes and amen. We can receive his yes and amen. There's some things that with uh, the ignorance strong in our minds, we're not able to receive because we think we know, because we think we understand, or because we understand correctly in one area and think it's the whole picture when it's only a thimbleful. And so back in those days, God didn't rebuke me about my ignorance no, it's just that everybody that came, and you hear me use this expression, everybody that came within two feet of me got saved. And they got delivered, whether or not they were knew the Lord when they came to be married. Right away, they came to the Lord, they grew in the Lord, so that they could fit my point of ignorance that only saved people should be married. Only saved people should get married. Because anybody else doesn't know how to live what marriage is. And while I still think that is true, my practice at that time that I would only marry people if they knew God, God let me know, and years, it took years, God let me know years later that that's my rule, not his, that, that he'll only officiate. And yet, and still, even as I say that, we need to understand uh, I was listening to it this morning that in the prov uh, pardon me in the Psalms that in sin did my mother conceive me and that was David talking and there's uh, some tradition and I don't want to tell it now I'll take too much time but uh, God does mean for married people to be in covenant with him so that you can be in covenant with each other. I remember God taught me that if a man won't be if a man won't be faithful to me, they will not be faithful to you. And in those days everybody thought, oh, because you're in love, because you're in love, because you're in love, it's all wonderful. Well, yeah, it's wonderful, and we all mean for it to be wonderful. So let's get to this. I would not have you ignorant and I'm using King James specifically, uh, and here again, I don't want to take the time to tell the story of it, but uh, I'm using King James specifically so that you can see the word in italics to know that it's not there, not to lead us wrong in interpretation, but to make the English flow. But it does make us think some things if we don't study. And I just heard a famous preacher of a famous preacher, you know, the, the, the child of a famous preacher, gives something in ignorance, a uh, very wonderful point that they were making, but ignorant of some things in the old covenant about that very thing. And me being a theologian, of course, I catch these things, but not to accuse, uh, like the scriptures say. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If a man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. God corrects that thing. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is he doesn't correct it as fast as I'd like him to. But he's God. He knows what he's doing. He knows the how. And he corrects so the correction is real. It's not just being told. Part of why I read to you about being blessed and anointed of God so that when, if you find a thing as correction, it is good to you and not grievous to you, not fussing at you. <laughs> so he says, <laughs> I have a, a, you might call it a disclaimer, but we hold that God is the author of his word not us okay God is the author of his word and that the Bible is God the Bible is God's word that God is his own best interpreter and that the Bible is its own best in commentary dictionaries lexicons concordances and commentaries books and and Bible studies and helps are to be used and appreciated however it is God who directs us in the best use of these. So inasmuch as God requires us to rightly divide the word of truth, we are assured that he has put everything in his word for us to, for us to complete that task, for the discovery and application of that. And as you engage in this material, and it engages you, Please do so with your Bible open and reference it often. For the word of the Lord is right. Psalm 23, 4a. And the very entrance of his word gives light. And that's giveth, King James. Because that's the aorist tense that we don't have in English. That it was, it is so, and it'll keep on being so. It giveth light. And Understanding Psalm 119, 130. God is his own best interpreter and the Bible is its own best commentary. And with that, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. God would not have us to be ignorant about spirituals. And he teaches us about this. I'm going to jump to it that in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and five and six he lets us know what the subject of spirituals is and where we get the expression gifts of the spirit he says ah 
In 1 Corinthians 4, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And that's where we get the expression, gifts of the Spirit. And then, verse the very next verse, there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Why we don't use the, admin, the expression administrations of the Lord confuses me about people. Not about the Lord, but about people. Because we'd learn, we'd learn the subject if we look there. But we tend to take the word administration and use it the way the world uses it. And hopefully I'll get to show you that the way he lays it out in 1 Corinthians 12, administrations is not the way that the Lord use that the world uses it and we want to have the word of God as our commentary and the word of God as our interpreter of how things are verse 6 uh, 1 Corinthians twelve six, there are diversities of operations but it is the same God which worketh all in all so the subject spirituals from verse 1 now concerning spirituals brethren I would not have you ignorant and if you didn't hear me before the word gifts is not in the Greek text it's not there the word spirituals is there and it's a a, a part of speech that we don't even have in English a pronominal it's when a noun is used as as an adjective. It's, it is what it is, but it's also descriptive of itself. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, and it's plural, by the way, that, that pronominal is, is plural. And that's why there's three aspects, gifts of the Spirit, administrations of the Lord, operations of God. And by the way, it is in that order. Now you can study it in any order that you want to, although I've learned that when you're new with something, it's good to get take God's order because God reveals things in the order that you need to have the understanding so that when you come to the next thing, you understand the next thing. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And then he gives us a, a piece of commentary that you know that when you were Gentiles, okay? When you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols even as ye were led wherefore I give you to understand now he's letting you know I'm going to let you understand something before we get on this spirituals I would give you to understand that no man speaking in the spirit pardon me speaking by the spirit of God calleth calls is calling or will continue to call Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but in the Holy Ghost remember one Lord one faith one baptism that's the realm that he's talking in that that's the one who calls Jesus Lord and that's not just talking he's talking about when you're in the spirit and most of us uh, don't let ourselves don't allow ourselves the familiarity of being in the spirit so that uh, we don't mind falling out if we're Pentecostal we don't mind uh, certain types of 
expressions in the falling out. If we're Pentecostal, if we're other denominations, yeah, we mind. We mind. But even in that, we don't allow, for instance, when when um, in the school of prophets, how that a prophet could muse for days or all day long in the spirit of wisdom and in the spirit of revelation. And in the school of prophets, the other prophets would be around uh, watching over them, kind of protecting them because they're so in the spirit that they're not paying attention to the things in the natural why in that poem you're blessed and anointed of God we talked about the celestial and the natural and I don't want to go back to reference the poem but when you're in the spirit and this is why he interjects you know that when you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols even as you were led and he's comparing that because it looks the same it, lo- or it looks similar and and he's letting you know that when that kind of thing happens with you now and you're in the spirit you, one of the things it's going to let you know is that in the spirit they're not going to say Jesus is accursed somebody the other day was listening to me talk about how the revelation of things in the spirit of Christ and she said well you know well, I'm Buddhist, and and I'll I'll look at what you say according to my my Buddhism, and I and I let her know, yeah, you're gonna do that, but it won't give you the truth. It'll give you aspects of truisms, but not the truth, and that's the kind of thing he's saying here. And she didn't want to say Jesus was accursed. She wanted to hear me out about Jesus Christ, but didn't want to confess him as Lord. And here, so she could go in the spirit and I can go in the spirit and we can look alike. We can look look the same. But here he's letting you know that no man speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And that no man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. And by the way, uh, I, I take notice he says by the spirit of God and then he says when he's talking about Jesus is a, uh, that you can't say Jesus is a curse he's, you're not speaking by the spirit of God and then when he says that you can't say he's Lord but by the Holy Ghost I want you to be able to understand and not be ignorant that it is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead and it is he who, when he baptizes us into the body of Christ, who baptizes us into that new life, who makes us able to live a resurrected life. You see, being wise in our own conceits in different denominations and different teachings, we talk about how you can't be perfect. And we forget how that in Peter, he tells us that through these exceeding great and precious promises that we're partakers of the divine nature. We take part of the divine nature. And in that same chapter, he tells us, chapter 1, he tells us that if all of these things be innocent abound, they make us so that we're, we're not barren, we're not unfruitful, and we don't fall. Uh, we don't fall. But we have these doctrines being wise in our own conceits. 
that you can't be perfect, that no man is perfect. And you want to know, you want the commentary on God saying that, so that you have the commentary on that you're perfected in him and how that you actually walk this, how you actually walk it. But notice that he says that it's by the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And by the way, ghost and spirit are the same word, uh, pneuma, if you're talking Old Testament. And um, ah, hagian, hagian, if you're talking uh, New Testament. I had to think, my mind had to go from uh, Hebrew to Greek. And there's several things to take notice of that. But then when he says Spirit of God, he says that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. Now, I'll take you back to Genesis 1, where it is in the beginning Elohim created, but then he tells you that the Spirit of God uh, hovered over the face of the deep, okay? And the spirit of Elohim you want to that's the kind of thing that we want to pay attention to that God gives us the revelation of and the understanding I always share with you that Elohim ordained time order, place, position purpose, five things even before creating remember I shared with you that wisdom wisdom takes us into things in the foundation of the earth even before man was made and so wisdom the wisdom of God in you as a human in me as a human will take you into things of Elohim before he even creates things of time order place position purpose and five is the number of grace we get to learn that later after we learn some other things about God I tell you, when God teaches you things in order, and here he gives you the order, Spirit of God, you can't say things are a curse, or you can't call Jesus his son, you can't call him a curse, moving in the Spirit of God. And, and then he says, and by the Holy Ghost, except by the Holy Ghost, you can't call him Lord. And that I want you to understand because he's the one who baptizes you. The Spirit, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Or he says by the Holy Ghost. He doesn't say the Spirit of because it's Hagian. Holy Ghost is Hagian. And we say the Spirit of. And, and I'll give a teaching on that. But I want you to know about these things that I would not have you ignorant. That the subject isn't just spiritual gifts. It is four, five, and six that the subject of spirituals is on. And it's 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. And he gives it, he gives you a synopsis in 12, which I don't know if we'll get to today. But then he gives you more on administrations in 13. And then he gives you operations of God in six so now there are spiritual gifts and by the way here again 
teaching things according to the word now it doesn't mean right now this word now is not let me judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bring up my other one. This word is not the word uh, now, meaning right now. He's. It's more over. It's a preposition. So he's saying basically moreover, and we're familiar with that. I wanna, uh, I had it up and it went down so that I could uh, not take so much time with that. Uh, Because this is a broadcast, it is taking too much time. I like to just go straight through it. When I, I'll edit this and cut this this wasted time out. But I want you to know that it's not now. Because we do that in in, uh, the faith chapter, Hebrews 11. We say now faith. And so much, uh, even I heard myself say it one time because I've heard it so much and I know better. I know better. And I heard me say that uh, one time. But the word now, it's day in the Greek. And it means moreover or etc. Or bringing in what was just said. It's a primary participle. Okay? And yeah, I'm the theologian and and I'm the one. And I also uh, kept my English major. You know, I always kept double, double majors. And English was always a major with me because of these things. But I want you to know that that is day. The, it is not now saying the time right now. And so many of us, in our ignorance, being wise in our own conceits, or not knowing how to do a thing, uh, to study a thing out, we don't know that. So he's saying now concerning spiritual gifts, or now concerning spirituals, I would not have you ignorant. Okay? Now, I do want you to, to notice where he takes you. You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols. God didn't wasn't speaking. You were speaking. Even as you were led. And he wants you to know that they led you. They led you. You can be led in a spirit that's not God. And he says, wherefore, I want, I give you to understand. God, in his word, is giving you to understand that no man speaking by the Hagion of God. Theos. Theos, okay? Of God. Call, calleth Jesus accursed. Because you can go into that spirit realm and you can hear sounds and wonders. And we're supposed to by the Holy Spirit. But then he says, no man can say that Jesus is the Lord. Okay? No man says that he is 
Parisos, that he's Lord, that it's the supreme authority, the controller, the master, the ruler. No man says he's Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. And here I wish I brought my Greek with me because the article is important. Now, we, I, I'm, I'm reiterating this so that we get it because there's all kinds of teaching and from wonderful teachers that take us somewhere different and make this whole thing the gifts of the Spirit and it is not. Now, there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manif... Oh, I skipped four, pardon me. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse 5. Now there are diversities of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which worketh all in all. The word diversities and differences, it's the same word in the Greek. So it says diversities of gifts, differences of administrations, diversities of operations. It's the same word. So he's letting you know there's various operations, various gifts, various administrations. And here I want you to see something very important. There, verse 4, he says, same spirit. Verse 5, he says, the same Lord. Verse 6, he says, but it is the same God. And he's, that's going to be a marker in, verse, in chapters 12, 13, 14, as he begins to tell us and expound to us and be the commentator on it for us of the gifts of the Spirit, the administrations of the Lord, the operations of God. I would not have you ignorant. It can sound like so much. And I hope I'm not making it sound like so much. I hope that we haven't been so taught on just one aspect that we don't know uh, another aspect. Right now, my right arm hurts. And so I want to use my left arm more. Or most of us are right-handed so that we can use our right hand better for writing uh, lifting, touching, doing. Our right hand is more accurate than our left hand because most of us were not ambidextrous. We're right-handed. And for someone who's left-handed, that left hand is more accurate. And that's the kind of thing that I want you to understand that when we have an understanding more in one thing than another or in a different balance than what God would give us, we can be more accurate in one aspect and less accurate in another aspect than you are if you do your signature with your right hand and you do your signature with your left hand. So I would not have you ignorant. Not just me, Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes wouldn't. Surely I wouldn't. But the Word of God says, and he wants you to understand, gifts of the Spirit, administrations of the Lord, operations of God, and then he does an interruption again, the same way he did when he did the second verse, second and third verse. He gave us to understand things about moving in the spirit. Now he's going to help us to understand things about the manifestation of the spirit. And notice, oh, well, I, 
in verse 6. Now there there are diversities, pardon me, verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now most of us make that have to do with gifts. When I say most of us, from for 50 years I have heard and seen more teaching of this having to do with the gifts of the Spirit. It has to do with the manifestation of the Spirit. This word manifestation has the same root as the word utterance over in Acts 2. The showing up of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit. The phonerosis. His exhibiting. And it, he is not confining it. Ah, I want to get back here. Ah, it won't let me back in. He is not confining it to the gifts of the Spirit. He's letting you know that the manifestation of the Spirit. Now I gave you the, the, the categories. Gifts of the Spirit. Categories of spirituals. Gifts of the Spirit. Administrations of the Lord. Operations of God. And in that order. And in that order. And he says, but... Okay, God, however, or moreover, further information on that, on that subject, that three-part subject, the manifestation of the Numa, or the Hagian, Numa is Hebrew, Hagian is Greek, the manifestation of the Spirit, it's given to every man. The manifestation, do not call the Holy Spirit it. He is the third person in the Godhead. You can call the manifestation it. The manifestation is given to every man and it's to profit with all. And that is collectively. It's to, to bring together, to bear together an advantage for everyone. It's to be inclusive. And that's why that, well, that part of the example of that, the word manifestation, if you even just take a Strong's Concordance and just go, that word comes from this word, comes from this word, comes from this word, and you get to the root of it, which shows you that manifestation um, is exhibit and an extension. It is the root for the word utterance, the whole this that is, which is why in Acts 2, 4, this is that, this is that, because it is the manifestation. It is not, he's not confining it to gifts of the Spirit. And then now he's going to let you know, and he's going to let you know gifts of the Spirit, administrations of the Lord, operations of God. And when you're reading in, in chapter 12, because we won't finish this this hour, that's how you know when he made the transition to the next part of the subject. Gifts are of the Spirit. Administrations are of the Lord. Operations are of God. So that when he talks Spirit, he's talking gifts. But then when he moves to Christ when he moves to things that we know are the Lord, he's talking administration. 
And then when he makes the transition to what God has done, he's talking operations. And so he gives you an overview in chapter 12. And then when he goes to 13, he's he's giving you he's he's taking you into how the administrations work okay and and he that's how you know that God is following the pattern that he's given you and you don't have to be wise in your own conceits but you move in the things of the Lord and because I went there I'm going to read it to you in 13 though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity I am become as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal so uh, uh, I'm trying to go back to there we are so right now we understand a lot about the gifts, although we misunderstand. We misunderstand a lot about the gifts because we don't use the categories that God has used. But I'll give you some things here that you can separate here. He lets you know in verse 8, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Now watch. You can divide the way God divides the categories by him saying to one is given by the spirit and then he'll say to another by the same spirit and then he says to another to another the word is different it changes there's two different words for to another and to another one is one of the same kind and another to another of a different kind all in Christ and all gifts of the spirit but he divides it according to realm. I would not have you ignorant. God made it so plain here, but we have taught so much being wise in our own conceits that it has mixed up what God has made plain. And he talks about the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge, by the same spirit. And by the way, by the same spirit, you can divide the categories by that phrase by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another working of miracles watch this he goes through a few things not each thing saying by the same spirit to another verse 10 to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another interpretation of of tongues but all these worketh that self that one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will so you can go and make your own list by the same spirit you can make another list to another and to another i would not have you ignorant brethren god laid it out for us concerning spirituals i would not have you ignorant
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.